Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, February 25th, 2021. And today we've got part two of our, uh, where would they go? I hate that. Where can they go? Yeah, where can they go? Potential (laughs) trade destinations for potential trade candidates at the trade deadline for the Detroit Trading Red Wings. Uh, We're talking about Mark Stahl today, part one. We talked about Luke Lendenning and Bobby Ryan, so go check that out if you haven't already. Quick plug on that. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Before we go any further, let us introduce ourselves. I am Detroit sports writer Noel Bianchi. With me, as always, is longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Hi. And of course, we've got Scott Bentley. What's going on, Scott? How's it going? It's going. It's going. Host of the Bentley. I can never. I is it the Bentley show it's, or the Bentley? Yeah, Bentley? that's it. Just the show. Yep. The show. Just my okay. my last name and show. BS. That's how I'll remember it. It's a nice little mnemonic that's, device. That's there. it. Yes, uh, exactly. And that's a perfect representation of everything you won't get when you go check out that <laughs> podcast. Uh, tell go. us a little bit about your pod. I, I, we should plug it real quick. Uh, give us a primer on it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really just me yelling at myself uh, three days a week about Detroit sports. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Like, I, and, and and it's really easy currently because, like, how can you not just yell mm-hmm. about all four of them? Like, it's just all terrible. So yeah, it's super easy right mm-hmm. now, actually. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And it's uh, it, yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mike Villani made a whole career off of yelling at himself in a studio. Exactly. So, uh, exactly. You know, I think you're on the right track, pal. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're talking about Luke. <laughs> we're talking about Mark Stahl. Uh, excuse me. And we, we wanted to make this one its solo episode because I think uh, just with the jokes involved and things like that, they, they might go off the rails just a little bit. So uh, give us an overview of what teams will be trading for if they call Steve Eisenman about number 18 on Detroit's blue line. Okay. So for starters, this is like the most unbelievably specific market like ever. Like you have to find teams that have a ton of cap space, but are also like super competitive. I, this is, he's getting paid way too much for any bubble team to bite on this. That does just doesn't make sense. So you have to find like top of the NHL, like, like, top two in their division teams that also have cap space, which is very few and far between in any sport, especially in a salary cap sport that's as low as hockey is. So uh, my, well, for starters, I got a text from Nolan that said, if one of your mocks isn't the Rangers, we're restarting the whole thing. So I did do a Rangers one (laughs) just out of principle. Um, Well, we'll we'll save that one for the, uh, the last, that's a nice little teaser there. Stick around and you'll get to (laughs) see what kind of trade package the New York Rangers could put together for Mark Stahl. It's so not worth the hype up. It's the most underwhelming thing ever because it's never going to happen. But uh, there's, there's a couple there, honestly, there's one big one. There was one big one that I actually thought made a, could make a lot of sense for both sides. Uh, 
I think trading him in general is honestly a stretch. I really do. I, I think it's we're going to be very pressed to find a partner at all. Um, and like I said after our recap last night, like anything is something. Like if if we we literally just took on salary to get a draft pick, like if we find any suitor, no matter what the return is, it's honestly a win. So like it, it's not a not a huge deal either way. Like even if we if we get nothing, that's something. So the few and far between on suitors as well. But I think the biggest one for me that stood out was the Bruins. I think that that's a team that is at the top. Uh, and they also surprisingly have like three and a half to four mil in cap space, which is uh, was surprising to me. Um, now, Mark Stahl's cap hit is damn near six million dollars for a full year. So uh, that, you know, we're already if they wait a little bit, we'll already be whatever X about of the way through the season. Uh, and then on top of that, he's value. I think the back of the, their back four is super young on defense. Um, a lot of guys that are like 25 and under. So I just think that having a, the only reason, the only whatever persuasive like method you have is being like, Hey, veteran presence in the playoffs. Like that's really all you have. Like he, he's, you know, like those guys watch the game too. Like he's not good, but if uh, if you can convince somebody to take him on, you know, veteran presence in the postseason, you have a young back four. Uh, you know, I, I think that they have the cap space, and for like the actual mock itself, um, again, the, <laughs> it's really just we give them Mark Stahl. They still are going to have to likely dump a little bit of salary back our way, so that they're not just taking on six mil lump sum and just like here deal with it. So um, we're getting back Chris Wagner, which is super underwhelming, uh, but he's a million dollar cap hit. Yeah. Right. So I think that that million dollar cap hit back our way, we're giving them stall half ish way through the year. I think that that the cap should ish work out about that. And then on top of that, they throw into us like a lower mid round draft pick just for kicks. And I think that that's honestly, like I said, that's best case scenario for us, like it, getting an expiring one mil, whatever, but like getting anything for him is something. So that is my, that after looking through all, all of the league and the, the biggest thing more than anything was just cap space. That's like the hardest part. So that was my, uh, my best mock I came up with besides obviously Laffy for stall straight up to the Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when it comes to the Bruins, one thing that's really interesting uh, about them, and it's the reason why they're able to contend is, is that, so when you brought up the whole thing about the needing to find a suitor with cap space, the one way around that, like you kind of alluded to is getting some team to dump some of their uh, cap mm -hmm. space the other way typically with a bad contract. Here's the thing about the Bruins though. They don't really have any bad contracts and that's not really uh, doesn't help anybody's point here. It's just kind of an observation about like sure. they, they have done a really, really impressive job of uh, building this roster, not really hurting themselves long-term. I mean, David Posternock is signed for $6.66 million uh, through 2023. That's an absolute highway robbery. 
Mm-hmm. Brad Marchand is on a $6.125 million contract through 2025. Uh, Charlie Coyle already signed for 5.25 through 2026. And I mean, I think that might also be a, a route to, you know, getting Mark Stahl out of here. But I guess I'm just curious to know, and I, I, don't, I don't expect you to uh, know this, but like teams who have uh, guys who are pretty much worthless have one year left on their deals and could maybe uh, come back the other way as a part of that deal is like a sa- another salary cap dump to where that nets you also more assets uh, in return. Because the, the Red Wings really, when it comes to Mark Stahl, they have all the leverage. They don't have to deal Mark Stahl. Like, and if they don't, I'm sure that's going to be a-okay with Steve Eisenman. Uh, but if they do, I think it might require some finagling of uh, finances on the other team's end. And I think that could end up benefiting the Red Wings as well in terms of their return. All right, real quick, just got to jump in here to talk to you guys today about betonline.ag. Listen, folks, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing and bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You might like money lines, you like overs, you like uh, over, uh, you like unders, you know, whatever, whatever your gambling style is, whatever your betting style is, bet online is going to make it a reality for you. And they don't just cover sports. No, <laughs> you wish. They also cover award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. They've also got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you enter our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Uh, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with that promo code LOCKEDON at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything that you need to know about the Red Wings, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice, and your dead seems to be what uh, he's mouthing. I think... The the problem is, I mean, obviously the problem is the money. That's very clearly the problem. But like the the incentive of we give you a cash dump, you cash dump back. Like who? who but they like clearly don't won't see it as a cash dump if they're going to trade for Mark Stahl at the deadline. Right, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's it's just that's, that's more like a two birds one stone. Of hey, we're kind of sure moving things around and all able to do it in one deal. I don't no, know. that's fair. I mean, anything's something. Like I said, like we we took him on for just for a pick and had no intentions of him being a six million dollar hit being flippable. So like anything is something. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Ethan? Another another question too that I was that I was looking. I went on Cap Friendly, and it says that players' contracts are limited to two retained salary transactions per contract. So in an instance where we are having an issue flipping this man, there is an option that we can retain half of the salary to make that trade more equitable for both teams. So that'd be a, that's a fun little. Do you retain the cap or do you retain the real life dollars? 
the cap. Okay. Then yeah. So that's... that cap is going to be brought down to For sure. what that. I mean, granted, what is what is it? Two point seven five. I think his deal is two point seven. Left. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing about Mark Stahl, too, is that the something that the Red Wings also have working in their favor is the fact that uh, I think a lot of the real-life money has already been paid out. So that's kind of a nice little bonus for whoever gets him of, like, yeah, he's a cap hit, and that sucks, but, like, we don't actually have to pay this guy that much. Yeah, I like it. And, and also, we have... We can get for, rid of him. To, to combine both your points together, like, we have plenty of cap space. So, like, the... They, we could retain some of his and take on like a yep cert, like a cap hit on top of that like we they somebody could dump the, a player's salary onto us and we could still retain part of stalls and probably be fine like we have a ton of cap space so I think that that's also so you know if you're if you're dead set on moving him that's absolutely an option too and, and it might actually the more you retain might actually raise the return slightly you know what I mean like yeah no uh, uh, yep. yeah give us david clark's contract. yeah there you go exactly yeah, like any nathan horn's contract are they still on the books somewhere <laughs> can we get Tatsuk's contract back yeah we'll get we'll get pavel's back yeah <laughs> i think host is still on uh arizona no no it's not he retired yeah, never mind. Sorry. My Remember? favorite was like two years after he after Dotsuk left. How if you bought like the NHL, if you bought Chell, like it was Dotsuk was on like yeah. <laughs> Arizona, like he was on the Coyotes, and he was one of their best players because they were so bad that, and he was like an eighty overall, forty two year old. You were like, yeah. oh yeah, that's that's kind of dope. It's kind of like a, I think Henrik Zetterberg might still like be on the Red Wings. Uh, it's like a seventy overall. Yeah, you can yeah, like get him in there. It's tough. Yeah, yeah it's, tough. <laughs> it's, it's not the default option, but they're right, so. right, right. <laughs> uh, any other trade destinations before we get to the Rangers? Uh, so the Bruins was my biggest one. The Bruins and, and obviously the Rangers were my two biggest one. The, I I really wanted to find. Um, just off pure principle, just find like competitive team with cap space. So that was it. What was, uh, uh, all right, well, let's, let's do your Rangers one. Let's see what Steve Eisenman is getting from the Rangers in return for, uh, Mark Stahl. Okay. So we'll initially we'll throw the Laffy one out there just because out of principle. I yeah. Feel one like for one. Important. The deal is right. one for one. one we're for we're one. big on one for one deals here that are right. He, the he, uh, their scoring numbers are very similar. I think it's a pretty fair trade. <laughs> for both sides. I, I think, um, uh, Mark Stahl actually has like double the amount of goals. Or I, so he did, he did. He, he might still, I don't think I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think he does. I don't even know if. Lafayette oh, didn't Laffy has... that one? Didn't he just that one a couple of nights ago? I feel like he did. Yeah, Maybe he did. Urban. He did. Um, but he that so that was his first point in regulation. So they're tied for the lead in our two man race here with goals. Uh, also tied for last place, coincidentally. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it, Mark Stahl's a guy that that helps you win now. Lafreniere. Not so much. Not so much. It doesn't matter that he's in the top six. Doesn't matter. Not helping you. All right. Before we jump into the uh, legitimate trade 
from the Rangers that Steve Eisenman is going to make. I got to talk to the folks about rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Chain stores, they got different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Frankly, I think that's messed up. That's like if I charged, uh, you know, podcast aficionados less money to listen to the podcast than I did, you know, everybody else. And that just wouldn't be right either. Uh, mostly because this podcast is free in general, but that that's beside the point. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can use for other important things like a mortgage or food or a, you know, suddenly onsetting global pandemic of hypothetically. Uh, why would you choose 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com? Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Just write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Get the upper hand in your fantasy hockey league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so what do you what do you uh, <laughs> what do you got after the the Laffy deal? Did you did you make a deal? I did, but see, but it's not exciting because like they have, um, they actually have quite a bit of cap space. So uh, really my mindset for them was they, they can take on at this point in the season, especially if it's a deadline deal, they could take on all of it and not even flinch. Um, so I think, well, they'd, they'd be pressed, you know, they don't have like 10 mil out there, but they could, they could afford him wholly if they, if they got him at the deadline. So I think for him, like with the, the Bruins one, it was more of just like, I want to see who we could get back. If anybody, um, the Rangers, if that happened, which again, this is absolutely a pipe dream, but if that happened, I think it would be hilarious if we just redid like we'll just give you stall and you just give us a draft pick again. Like, I just think that in principle is just so funny that, and they could afford it, that that's really all my mind went to is I, I don't even care if it's a seventh. Like, I just want to be able to say that, like, we just did the same trade twice. And uh, I, I mean, looking at the back, uh, like the, their, the back of their lines, like there's not really anyone that I think they'd be moving on. Um, and again, this is all, like assuming that they somehow get right back into the picture from now until the deadline anyway. But I, I think the funniest, which is just where my mind was at for this whole write-up is just, I just want stall for a pick again, just so that I can say we did it twice. Uh, so here's, here's kind of, I don't necessarily know that as we've talked through this, I think I've kind of flipped on my uh perspective of it i don't think that that contending teams with cap space are his only possibility because you look at it and this is actually a great deal for a non-contending team like the la kings who ethan just alluded to they've got 9.3 million dollars in cap space could make this trade relatively easily and here's the thing about hockey is that salary cap space doesn't roll over so if you're a team like the kings who says yeah bring mark stalin for three months at the expense of a fifth round draft pick fine like that that to me is is a very high possibility when they don't have to do anything to get him in but 
when you do something like that, you might have to, uh, you're, you're probably just not going to get the best deal if you're Steve Arsman of the Red Wings. However, the team with the fourth most caps or the fifth most cap space uh, in the NHL, I think is very, is very, very, very high on this list of candidates. And that is the Edmonton Oilers. Now he doesn't have the Mark Stahl connection. Uh, that being Ken Holland, he, you know, he's not a homegrown boy, uh, but the Edmonton Oilers, I mean, they pretty much got ousted last uh, playoffs because their defense got exposed so bad in that series against Chicago, along with their goaltending. Kenny Holland's going to be a busy man at the deadline if this team hopes to do anything. Yeah. Uh, but I digress. Ethan, what do you got? What do you guys think? Just draft pick wise, not no like no retention come the other way. I mean, if it's like a one for one deal with a draft pick, what are you guys thinking? Fourth or fifth? Fifth, yeah. Fifth. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I'd say like yeah, fifth or sixth. I mean, I just don't who it's I don't it, see, but that and then also, I mean, like you can do one of those. See, but here's yeah. the thing: like Mark Stahl could very well just be a piece. Like you could send Mark Stahl and a B-level prospect for an A-level prospect. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I think also is how a deal gets done in that in that kind of sense. Yeah, it'd be like a it'd be Mark Stahl and a B-level prospect for like a B-plus level prospect. Yeah, I mean, whatever. You get what you can. I, like I just don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Evgeny Svechnikov and Mark Stahl <laughs> for jeez. Somebody give me a B level. I, I was gonna say Lafrenier, but I don't I don't think I'd want to give up uh Svechnikov in that in that deal. Not getting enough back. Yeah, yeah. Not enough goal scoring for sure. Yeah. <laughs> give me five tint advisors for Evgeny Svechnikov. Oh man, they actually there made a reference go. about that last night on on the uh on the broadcast i honestly i don't know if i didn't know this or if i did know it and i just forgot but that was like apparently he has that because he uh, of that really bad eye injury he had uh yeah. and i guess i just never put two and two together but i feel like a lot worse because i'm pretty yep. sure one of the first uh games he was on i said that the thing it reminded me of are those glasses when you walk inside and they immediately turn purple and then you're wearing sunglasses inside <laughs> you know those people oh, right yeah. You know, the, there's another thing too where he was he got hit by his brother Eric Stahl and he just got absolutely smoked in the head. So he has concussion issues on top of the eye injury, which is why he wears a tinted visor so the lights aren't so bright. So, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine Mark Stahl being, or uh, yeah, Mark Stahl like being a beauty? Like, can you like? I always wonder like what his vibe was like when he was like 24. And like about to go out, you know, out, out to dinner or something like that. I'd imagine like I just picture like his suits way too big. Like it's 2011. He's wearing like a 2002 suit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like that right. is the vibe. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. You know, feel good, look good. But um, yeah, I don't know. Fair I think enough. about that a lot. All of those stall brothers, <laughs> really. I feel like no one's just laying in bed thinking about it. Like, damn, right. I feel yeah. like they didn't wear good suits at night in the morning and in the morning. Right. I feel like I feel like Mark Stahl's go-to pregame meal is like Chick Fil A or something. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> something out of a drive-through, like that's McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Subway. I, I can oh, see him McDonald's being. I can see him being lowbrow. Like, no. It's got to be something like Culver's or something where you have to right. wait. <laughs> like the meal. Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Sonic's another good one. Yeah. 
He likes to watch people roll their blade out to his car. That's like his thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, like, he likes and to he he like recognize him too. <laughs> like if people recognize him. Mark Stubb, be like, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> he parks in the same spot at Sonic every single but, time. See, but they don't know him as a hockey player. They know him as a regular at Sonic. Yeah. Like, oh, there's, there's like, <laughs> like, that's how he's known. They don't know he's a hockey player. <laughs> And he always makes like little comments in passing, like referencing the the rollerblades and him being a hockey player. Just like that's how yeah. he gets his kicks, right. you know? Yeah. He's like, right. oh, one, I of, these days, one of these days on. I'll show you how it's done or something like that. And they're like, yeah. oh, here's your food, Mark. And, uh, you know, they just have no idea that he's, he skates for a living. He tips the chefs at Sonic. That's like his vibe, I feel like. Right. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. He's totally asking the rollerblader, like, oh, are those, like, Reeboks? Those, like, CCM? <laughs> right, like, the- <laughs> you, you spinning those every night? Yeah, you, right. spinning, you spinning the wheels every night? How often do you have to clean those bearings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering, because I just I just bought a pair, too. I, I I don't know, I'm kind of kind of into uh, skating of all Yeah, do you know it's sponsored by CCM, actually? Yeah. No, he, he doesn't want to be known, so he doesn't say that, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, that's what I said. Like, he just gives, like, the vague passing comments where it's yeah. like, I know, but you don't know. Yeah. Right. And, yeah exactly. and, like, if somebody were sitting next to him, it'd be really, really funny, but nobody ever is. So, yeah, right. exactly. It's just, it's just his like, suit. Maybe, like, Troy on, like, the, the handle, like, the handle of, like, the car. That's where his suit just hangs every him single and, time. <laughs> him and Danny DeKaiser going to games together, stopping, <laughs> at, stopping at Culver's. That's a funny image. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, anything else on the Mark Stahl trade bait front? No, uh, that that's a perfect way to end the podcast. Yeah, I think I think I think we talked enough about his about Mark Stahl. I agree. All right, uh, we will be back here tomorrow to recap the game two between the Red Wings and the Predators. That's right. At the end of the episodes, I commit to putting them out, but at the beginning of the episodes, I act not so sure. So. Uh, that's all we got for you folks subscribe it's the only way to make sure that when you wake up in the morning and it's waiting for you download it in your podcast app when you wake up and follow us on twitter at lo underscore red wings i am at nolan bianchi ethan is at etham smith uh i hate the way he makes me enunciate that every single time (laughs) and then we've got uh bentley scotty uh so go follow them go follow me go follow us and we'll see you back here tomorrow same time same place it's your team every day